Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Podcast. I am Toby. I'm Kemper. And, and we have our Hello. obligatory uh, Sony fanboy on the phone. Oh, yes. Who's, who could that be? Oh, wait. You're talking about me. Yes. Yes. No. That must mean that Sony announced something if we've got... If we've got Brandon, if we've on, got the Brandon on the phone. Oh, boy. Sony would rather us not be aware of their announcement, it appears, though. Yeah, that's true. It um, is kind of under the radar, you know, and a strange. It's it's a very interesting announcement. So, um, but before we get into that, um, do we have any other camera news? It is a really quiet time for camera news right now. Well, uh, Canon registered another camera code, and we have no clue what it might be. Right, It'd be anything from the R one to a APS-C M fifty competitor replacement or something i mean i guess who knows i don't think it's our one i really don't i mean that's the rumors seem to be pointing at 2022 for that yep yep but uh i, I don't know i just feel like there has to be like <clears throat> oh just a like they're creating hype basically for r1 and you know those cameras they have been for a while and maybe we're getting closer but i don't think it's quite in the cards yet yeah, I guess we'll see. But Canon actually did announce a lens. They announced, well, excuse me, they did not announce that the photos leaked of the Canon RF 100mm f2.8 LIS macro. So Peter McKinnon will be jumping on one of these right away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it Probably looks, they, they definitely, I mean, it looks very similar. It's got like a an interesting, uh, like a control, a different control ring on it. I've never seen a control ring. It's not an aperture like ring. I, I am not sure what it does, but it's kind of cool. But the form factor looks very, very similar to the, the old EF 100 macro. So, Indeed. And that's been a very, very, very popular lens for Canon. So I would assume. And then they have on the horizon announced within the month, Canon will have a 300-2.8 and a, um, no, excuse me, a 600 F4 and a 400-2.8. The 300-2.8 and the 500-F4 are early 2022. So we're getting this year, we're getting the 600-F4 and the 400-2.8. And I believe we're supposed to get a Nikon S versions of those lenses as well. I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's all trying to get ready for the Olympics. The Olympics, which... Although they don't have cameras. I mean, Canon does have a camera for it with the R5 seemingly being right. nearly as good as the A1. Um in some situations better depending on whether what you're shooting is an animal or not um and uh uh and then i mean nikon they announced the well they they announced the development of the z9 so i guess we'll see if that's out in time for the well even if it's not out in time people will be using it at the olympics i guarantee you yeah that's a very oh, good yeah. point yeah so um by the way on the 100 millimeter macro the the control ring that we're not being able to identify is called an SA control. And I have to say, I have no clue what that means. I don't either. It's, it's labeled SA control. Never seen it. It's Nokashita is the, um, is the source. So it seems pretty reliable. Well, and then it doesn't look like a mock-up either. I think this lens is coming soon for sure. Yeah. So, so and, and the, the, the camera that is coming is, is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to know which, it could be kind of anything, I feel like, because the APS-C, like, 7D replacement has been rumored for 
ever, basically. Like, even back when we thought it was going to be an EF camera. But, I mean, it could right, be. Right, right, yeah. Way, way back, the 7D Mark III and... Oh, man. Yeah, that's been almost... That was almost rumored as long as the A7S III was. Wow. I mean, that's a serious record to be rivaling there. <laughs> five years. We'll just have yeah, five more years, four more years. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we might as well... Uh, just get into the main story, since there's not a lot of news out there, guys. <laughs> just really not is not a lot of news about. to talk about. We could check uh, four, uh, Micro Four Thirds rumors <laughs> and see what's going on over there. Like I said, there's there's not much news. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. There's so little news that Sony decided to make news out of something that isn't good. Right. <laughs> not good news. Well, it's interesting news. I mean, yeah. to be fair... So, okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So basically what happened is that Sony has announced updated versions of the Sony A7R 3 and the A7R 4. They're calling them the A7R 3A and the A7R 4A. Now, I'm not sure whether that's just in like the camera code that's like, you know, kind of how you register and differentiate Canada cam cameras in the Canada Mm-hmm. cameras in, in like Canada. in like Lightroom or whatever. Yeah, for sure. But I like on the website it doesn't say anything different than just A7R4. Well, right underneath it you'll notice it says the ISIL designation, interchangeable lens E-mount. Right. A7R4 uh, and then there's an A on the end. Um and that I think is the only difference. That's how you're going to be able to tell the difference between the two on B&H, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like that's a big question. How do you tell the difference between them on VNH? Well, or yeah, I mean, like that's that's gonna be a question. But so these this updated version, what they've included is a updated LCD screen. Finally, mm-hmm. so they've gone from one point four four million dots to two point three five nine million dots, basically. Mm-hmm. So quite a big jump. Yeah. Um, it's actually now just slightly higher res. Than the R5 and the Z cameras and the Z cameras, yeah. So just slightly, I think those are two point two or something. Mm-hmm. So very close. Um, they now both support USB three point two, so their USB C ports now support USB three point two. The logo under the LCD monitor has been removed, and they have slightly better battery life. No, actually, I heard some posh, uh, some people thinking about it. Actually, probably is worse because oh, because of the screen. The screen's high resolution, so that's going to be harder for the camera to drive. So I, oh, I, I think it's up in the air whether it's better. Just those small changes in battery life. Interesting. Actually, say it's better. Uh, so that'll be interesting thought, to see in practice. I thought I heard from somebody that it was supposed to be like double battery life. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm making that up in my head, but well, it literally says small. So whatever it is is small. It's not double. It's not going to be double, because um, the official Sony thing says small. So, um, but double the A7 original battery. There you go. There yeah. you go. It wouldn't uh, be. It wouldn't take much to do that. So if it went 20 minutes, <laughs> then you double it. Oofta. Um, Oofta. So this is just an interesting. Thing for Sony to have done like I have never heard I've heard of this like where they just it's almost like a firmware update but it's to the hardware mm-hmm. it's very interesting and like it doesn't seem like they changed anything internally too much they just added a better screen have USB 3.2 updated and that's, that's kind of it that's and it they, they took the uh, Sony logo off so you could tell the difference right exactly like I feel like that's 
because they just, I guess, didn't want to put a little A on the end of the badge. On yeah, the, I guess not. The well, nameplate. Why do you think they did do that, though? I like I was thinking about that, and it doesn't make any real sense to me. I think it's literally so you can tell the difference. They just put a different LCD on that has the no logo, so you can tell that it's the new one. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, okay. you'd probably be able to tell it's the new one. This is significant resolution, bunt, mm-hmm. which... So first off, there's a lot of things to kind of, well, not a lot, but there's a few things to unpack here. The first of which is why in the world didn't the A1 get this new screen? Mm-hmm. If it was this close to going on the A7R3 and the A7R4, why in the world didn't the A1 get a better screen? Well, they didn't want to cannibalize the system. <laughs> they wouldn't want somebody buying the A1 over the, you know, the R4A and the R3A. Yeah. Um, well, I, there is maybe one thought. These th- these cameras have the old Sony touchscreen, and mm-hmm. the A uh, the A one has the touchscreen menus and everything that the S, that's true. That the that's S3 true. Has. Oh, no. So my guess is is there's some sort of production thing with the touchscreen like the, having the touchscreen be better means it needs the older screen i, I don't know but yeah it would, it would almost have to be being produced in different places yeah i just think I mean, that the I mean, I mean how do you feel about this brandon as an a7r3 user about the whole situation or about the screen about the whole situation like the fact that you own an a7r3 but they updated the screen resolution like do you want to get the new one or are you upset that it's something I, you'd have to pay thousands of dollars to acquire. Um, I so, in short, I if I were to get a new camera, it would be the A1 right now, um, which I don't think is really worth it. I'm, you know, I'm. I guess I'm glad that maybe maybe I'm glad that they did this for the A7R4, but for the A7R3, I don't know. I find it very weird that they kept that in the lineup. Like they did it for both. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess answers that question of whether or not the A7R3 is still relevant in 2021, because apparently it is. Well, obviously but, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got yeah. great autofocus. It's not quite it's not quite up to some of the other Sony cameras, but it's still great. Um, yeah, very and it's well 42 down. megapixels. So, um, so my, I think trying to read the tea leaves of what's going on here. I think there's a couple of things that this might point to. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the first thing that jumps into my head is that it's going to be a while before we see a new Sony A7R camera. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, yeah. we're going to go ahead and bring up our other A7R cameras to a, a little bit higher level. We're going to update them where they're not going to be so, so long in the tooth. Um, although mm-hmm. the A1 is going to have the, the lower screen. So I, I don't know quite why it matters that much, but. I do think it points to that we're probably not going to say see an A7R5 until probably second half of 2022. That's kind of what's guess. jumping to my to my head right now. Because I mean, um, I, go ahead. Not that Sony Rumors is all that reliable, um, according to Jay Poland and a lot of other things. They uh, they were saying that 2022 is when we're going to see another jump in megapixels, like another high megapixel camera is going to come out in 2022, probably yeah. from Sony, which would right. make sense with. I'm assuming that's going to how like Canon's going to kind of function and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But, right, the Canon's basically said that they're well, they haven't said, but it's pretty much reliably leaked that the weird. R5s or whatever they're going to call mm-hmm. it is um, 
coming out in in 2022, probably first half of 2022. It seems like so Canon's building up. Oh, sorry. Oh, no worries. Say what you're going to say, and I'll. Oh, it seems like Canon's building up to release the R, a video-focused R5 and a resolution-focused R5 to sort of bookend the R5 they already have. Yeah, it does so seem interesting. Kind of pulling a because uh, the we talked about it. I don't know if it was last week, but the uh, Canon R5C has been very reliably leaked or right. slash sort of announced. And then the high resolution body is also on the table too. Right. So we're maybe kind of seeing that same sort of Sony strategy of these three cameras. It's just with Canon, it's at this higher price point. It is at a higher you know, price point. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hilarious. Um, Cause I, you know, like we, and I guess I'll speak more specifically for myself right now, but we were like, oh, it's the time where one camera is going to take over the market. Like every company is going to have like one, like one flagship camera and then one middle of the road camera. Well, mm-hmm. now Canon just split their one really nice camera into three different cameras again. So it's, I don't know, I just find that very interesting. Like it seemed like the R, like, you know, the R5 is an amazing camera. It looks like really good in every way other than there's some small like user errors like they're not user errors but usability issues like um record limit and overheating but even then it wasn't it's not that bad like oh yeah no uh, no for sure but yeah. so it seemed like we were on the verge of kind of you know for the flagship camera if they would have just kind of buffed out those you know heating issue overheat issues and uh <clears throat> some other small things like you'd seem like that's kind of what the camera, like the dream camera was going to be. And then all of a sudden now it's like, Oh no. Okay. We're going to have three, four different R five, who knows. Mm-hmm. And Sony yeah. is now bringing back two of their cameras. Like how old is the R four now? Two years. The, or is it just one year? The R four came out in September of 2019. So it's a year and a half old. So not very old in the grand scheme of things. Um, and then yeah. the R3 was November 2017. So the R3 is going to be four years old this this fall. Mm-hmm. So the R3 is, I mean, but that goes to show how great of a camera that was when it came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of oh, ways, yeah. it still holds up. Like, you know, it has it has its issues, and, and the back screen was a huge part of it. Like, the back screen on Sony cameras literally drove me crazy with how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's, yeah. I agree. And the menu system, not enough for me to want to buy a new R3 with a better screen. I just wish it would have been solved earlier on. What about an R4 with a better screen? Yeah. Yeah. Have you Um, thought about an R4? I have. The thing about the R4 that um, bothers me and you brought this up was the uh, autofocus. The autofocus isn't like horrible by any means, but it's so high megapixel and it seems to miss a lot. ISO quality on it, okay, but it, I'm just looking for, I'm kind of looking for maybe not that big of a jump, unless they can fix some of these problems, and maybe this update kind of will, I mean, I guess we'll see if yeah. mm-hmm. the autofocus is, you know, improved uh, and if the, you know, noise quality is improved. Now, to be um, fair, but, the autofocus was was good on the some of the primes like you use, Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I didn't have autofocus issues. I had autofocus issues on the 100 to 400 for sure. Mm. That one was a mess. 
The 200 to 600, I had autofocus issues with it on. Um, and let's yeah. see, the 16 to 35 was okay, but the 2414, the 35, I mean, excuse me, the 85 and the 135, they were all money autofocus on it. So, like, I believe your lens setup is. Ooh. Ooh, guess what my lens setup is? This will be a kind of a fun. You got the uh, 85 GM, you've yep. got um, the 40. Baddest. Yep. You, you've yeah, got the yeah. 18 Baddest. Yep. Uh, you've got the 70 to 180 Tamron. Yep. Which the autofocus and wasn't we, bad on that one. It, it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't bad. Really, no, the, I think I'm going to sell. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, really just the, the, major, the major one was the 100 to 400 that I really got frustrated with um, yeah. that I used. I mean, the 200 to 600, I didn't really use enough to 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 warrant it going one way or the other but the 100 to 400 i got very frustrated with it was just it would just miss it just the the, the shots would not look that sharp mm-hmm. now i've heard some people have better luck so you know that's you know you hear lots of different things i'm sure that mm-hmm. that people who own r4s and 100 to 400s think they're great it's just kind of your your tolerance level for it but i didn't yeah. have great luck with my copy of the 100 to 400 and the the r4 um, but the primes, like the 135, was a was a nail driver. Um, yeah, with the I think focus. I think I am gonna I'm gonna sell my um, Tamron 70 to 180 for the 135 18 at some point. And actually, upgrading to a R4 megapixel camera would basically make it so I can have almost 200 millimeters at 27 megapixels. That's something correct. Like that. yeah. yeah, yeah. You get you get 202. At uh, I think it's I think it comes out to two hundred two or something like mm-hmm. that, at uh, at twenty six and a half megapixels. So it's that's it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically at two hundred two, uh, one point eight at, um, or yeah, twenty seven megapixels or twenty six, we'll say round down. Right. So we'll see. Um, I think it could I'm be worth it to of, you. It could be. I'm also not sure if. You know, if I run my R3 a little bit longer, and then if in 2022 uh, we we see a, you know, an upgraded, like, or an R5 that is, like, you know, just levels ahead of these cameras, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's worth the gamble or not. He means the Sony a7R5, just in case you're confused. Right, right. Well, that's uh, the thing, though, is that if it's going to be a 100-megapixel camera... Is that something you're interested in? Are you interested in that many megapixels for your portrait photography? Like, yeah, so this is, a, I, I'm not sure if this is fair or not, but if I'm going to go up to 61 megapixels, that's getting so high up there anyways. That is going up to 100 megapixels going to be any different? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's 40 megapixels less. <laughs> like well, 100 I, I is. That, but- if yeah. I understand megapixels correctly, it's exponential. So the higher the megapixels, the uh, you know, the smaller the pixels are anyway. So it's kind of Yeah, law of diminishing returns the rate for of sure. Return on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just I mean, I'm I'm not you know, I'm not gonna be mad at hundred megapixels. And I don't know. I'm looking for some upgraded video specs. If they would have upgraded the video specs in the R four um A or whatever I would be a lot more interested in that camera. 
I guess that, that we would, just normally when they release new cameras, they make a big deal about, um, well, normally they change the name officially <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, they right, do all right. that kind of stuff, but they do add more processing power and they specifically didn't note that. I think they probably would have if they had added a, a little bit yeah. faster processor or something. They've done so anything to bump I, it up. W- one, thing that, one thing that I'm wondering about a little bit with this is um, maybe actually the a little bit the opposite of like, oh, nothing's coming for a long time. This may be like a production thing because of just how relaxed it is. It's like they they tried to change as few things as possible, kind of. Mm-hmm. So they put in an LCD, something that needed to happen, um, and then they updated the USB, which could be two things that they would want that would like help streamline production with new cameras. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what we might be looking at here is simplification for the A7IV and the A7R5 coming out um, at some point in the future. I just think if they were legitimately a year away, you maybe throw something at people like... 4K60 cropped in the well, Ace of an they may. or something they, like they, that. There may be a firmware update, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it's Sony is not as well known for adding huge features in firmware, although they just recently added S-Cinetone to the S3. They did. So, yes. And that's one of the bigger firmware features that Sony has added. So I think that they're more open to it than they were. Um so I, you know, I don't know that they're not. Maybe part of this was that they're going to drop a new firmware update. I mean, you'd think that there's going to be a firmware update just to support the new, slightly new hardware, right? Mm-hmm. Like the firmware is going to be yeah. different on these new um, A7R A's that mm-hmm. you know that support the new the new hardware. So a new firmware update's coming. So I think that it's it's within the realm of possibility. But the truth is, is that I think that. I don't know. I don't know how ever good the I I think that that the video specs maybe reached their epoch in A7R2 for the A7R series. I think that Sony's going to slowly try to push these cameras more towards very very stills focused and they can shoot video in a pinch. But I don't think that they want you know, I I think that that's kind of where they're going to they're going to divide up and Mm-hmm. And divide and conquer a little bit, and then you have to go up to the A one to get the all in one. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, then that pushes me into an interesting spot because I mean, you guys brought this up when I was thinking about getting the A one for pre ordering it. But then, is it worth? You know, maybe the R four A is worth it, but you know, for the price of the R or the A one, I can get an S three and an R4 right now. Or I could just keep my uh, R3 for my, you know, megapixel, you know, focus camera and get an S3 for my video focus, you know, system. I really have no huge problems with the uh, R3. Like, yeah, it's annoying that the uh, screen resolution is not amazing, but is that really a game breaker? Um, It it is. So as someone who does a lot of shooting from a tripod... It drove me crazy. It literally did. Um, like, I just never felt like I knew, you know, I, the the color and the sharpness and everything that was happening, and even sometimes exposure, 
with uh, that back screen. I never liked it that much, so I spent a lot of time like double checking in the viewfinder, which the viewfinders in the Sony's are great. So, like, if you're a tripod shooter, then like, if I were still in Sony, for instance, I would be probably looking to get my hands on the the A7R4A, mm-hmm. um, just because that was something that's important to me as someone who shoots, you know, half to a third of my shots on a tripod. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it really helps get rid of the autofocus concerns if you can check and know for sure exactly that it's yeah. sharp. That's like the the Sony old screens are legendary for being really hard to manual focus with because right. it's hard to to tell that they're really yeah. in focus. Yeah, that's um, true. And especially like even when shooting video, because you can't even punch in while you're recording, even when you can, it was only sort of useful. Right. The punch in on the back screen was very blah. Yeah. I'm sure that. I'm still, uh, I'm just. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm just having flashbacks, not even about the screen resolution exactly, but when uh, we were up at the Blue Lakes shooting Astro and I turned off my camera thinking it was going to save the manual focus. And then I come back to my camera, completely reset to whatever focus it wanted to be on, autofocus being back on, because I turned off, for, I guess, give context to people, turned on manual focus in body, not through the lens. Mm -hmm. And then turned off the camera, thinking, oh, it'll just stay that way, but it resets. And then now I had to struggle using both the viewfinder and the back screen, so it, you know, what it was whatever situation in that, but trying to re get the stars in focus, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I feel like I did an okay job. It's not as tack as it was though, but it's, it was a not, not my favorite scenario to be in. Yeah. Right. Also, so Sony, if you ever hear this or anybody that knows Sony, tell them to fix that problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, another interesting thing is that both Canon and Nikon, the, the Canon R series and the Nikon Z series can autofocus on stars. And that is not something that Sony has, has brought to the table yet. Um, I don't the, even think the A1 can do it. Yeah, I don't, I have not heard that even the A1 can do it. So that that's, and for me, when I've used the, the Canon and Nikon cameras, the, that autofocus on the star thing has been really, really nice mm-hmm. for getting super, yeah. super sharp astro shots. And the, the, uh, the Nikon system in particular is good for that. The low light autofocus on that, it'll just like it doesn't even have to be like a planet. I felt like the the R five it helped it to be more of a planet brightness or a super bright star. But but the Nikon, the Nikon just it would just autofocus on any star. I felt mm-hmm. like with the with the Z seven and Z seven two. So yeah, yeah, like legit. That was yeah. That's actually insane. That that's one of those things when you see it, it's like oh okay wow. But um, yeah, I don't know. Sony's weird. And then like, I don't know, in not in Sony's defense or anything, but to throw a weird like, why is this possible? Like with the new fifty one two, like you know, the fifty one two itself can like it doesn't you know hits almost every shot. It'll you know it's silent, and maybe it's more about the lenses than the bodies right now because mm. Sony some of their lenses are just you know the new ones like. Everything that's G Master since maybe the twenty four one four seems to be a little bit better, but yes, a lot of the older. Mm-hmm. Ones, I agree. The the twenty four one four seemed to be a turning point in mm-hmm. Sony lenses. Like before then, like 
any lens release before then, I feel like if there's a version on Canon or Nikon, the Canon or Nikon's better. Uh, but the 24 is an amazing lens. Mm-hmm. The 135 is an amazing lens. The uh, the 35 and 50 I've not used, but I've heard fantastic things about. Mm-hmm. Before then, the 16 to 35 was really really good. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. The 100 to 400 I did not like. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to the Canon and you know the Canon 100 to 500 and the old EF 100 to 400, I just I didn't like it in comparison to those. Um, the, the 2470 and 7200 are, are almost famous now for being not that great mm-hmm. for how expensive well, they I are. And you sold yours actually too. So I did. When you yeah. had- I sold it. I sold it quick. I was like, I don't understand why this isn't a better lens for $2,600. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what it felt like at the time. I was just like, this, this lens needs to be better for that. And honestly, um, if you are, a if you're looking for that as a Sony shooter, um, I would strongly recommend doing what we were just saying a minute ago, getting an R4 and the 135. You have 135 at one eight, and then you have you can crop in to uh, 202 or whatever it is mm-hmm. at at one eight, right? It yeah. still is one eight, and it's that lens is definitely the sharpness holds up. That lens on the R4 was really 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 great combo like mm-hmm. you know i i loved that lens and i loved that on the r4 like and and that you know that alone you know had me thinking about keeping the r4 but i ultimately decided that 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 combo wasn't enough to keep me in the sony system but uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think that to like tie it back into the a7R3, these A versions of these A7R cameras, I, I think that at the absolute base of it, it's just a very strange move, like we've said a bunch of times today. And I, I just think that it's it's meaning something major is going to happen. And even, and I think that maybe the most major thing that could happen is Sony doesn't release replacements for the a 73 or the a 7 are for this whole year. Mm-hmm. Like the most major thing that this could mean is nothing because that yeah. means that we're going to be getting really close to some of the R5 cameras that Canon's going to release around the Canon R5. We're getting closer to whatever Nikon's going to bring out. You know, the Z9 will have been out for a while kind of, kind mm-hmm. of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being someone who's, you know, spoiler alert, interested in moving into Sony. This just feels like a weird thing. I just don't understand. Yeah. I, I don't, just, I don't I feel like don't I get understand. it either. And I, I think that another theory that I kind of had was that I think Sony may be looking at, like we've talked about before. We, we, the a seven threes video gets talked about a lot, particularly in YouTube circles and other circles, but the vast majority of a seven three users are still shooter. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, it's a stills niche on um, the a seven three. And I think that Sony may be looking at a seven three users and they're like, what if we could get them into the R three mm-hmm. instead of releasing an a seven four, because like, it's still that little bit more expensive, right? They're shelling out a little more. They're getting more value, honestly. Like, I feel like if you're an A7 III shooter, moving into an R3 
instead of waiting for an A7 IV, like you're probably getting, especially if you're stills, you're getting a big upgrade. Mm -hmm. You're getting 42 megapixels instead of 24. You're getting um, a, you know, a better EVF. You're getting, you know, not a better back screen, but. Well, you are if you get the new one. Right. You, oh, yeah. You're getting way better. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> this is That's all we're like talking about. That's the whole point of this. But I just, I can't help but wonder whether Sony is, they're trying to incentivize a little bit moving from the regular A7 series into the R series, partly because the A7 IV, as we've talked about, is very problematic for Sony right mm -hmm. now. I think people are expecting the world from it and I don't think Sony can give it to them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I think people yeah. are expecting it for some reason to be a 24 megapixel A7S3, you know, mm -hmm. with a flip screen and everything. Like they're really feeling like it's going to be this God camera that's going to be, you know, $1,500 cheaper mm -hmm. than the S3 and, and Sony can't do that. Like, <laughs> well, and then also well, Sony is in that. Sony's just been pushing so hard with the high-end video equipment um, with the S3, the FX3, the FX6, and the right. FX9. We're all talking about the last year for all of those cameras. Yeah. They've yeah. built this lineup with this entry point at about, well, really, the A7C is kind of this, it, it has, the A7C is kind of the baby FX3 Camera, yeah, yep, that's you know? a good point. Yeah, and I, well, I feel like the A7 IV could jump into that right now if they released it right now. We, this is kind of repeating what we've talked about before, but if they release that, it could undermine everything because the the whole thing with those high end video cameras is its usability. Each camera level gets better usability for video, mm -hmm. but the actual footage capability doesn't change very much. That's it's right. Super, you know, the FX3, FX6, and the A7S3 have the same sensor, the exact same sensor. They record the exact same codecs. Everything's yeah, identical. Yeah, that's so a good point. So they've built this little thing, and then you get a little bit more kind of give and take with the FX9 because I believe it has a 6K sensor as opposed to the 12 megapixel 4K sensor. Mm -hmm. So there's like down sampling and some fun stuff going on with that camera. It's just some weird stuff. Like it's harder to shoot raw on that camera than with the, the smaller cameras. Um, so there's still some weird quirky things going on there, but they've built this lineup. And if you release an a seven four, like you said, that's an S three, that's 24 megapixels, which is probably what everybody wants it to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, to your point, YouTube is a self-selecting. You're at least kind of interested in video, right? Because you're making videos. Yeah, you're <laughs> making videos, and you're also consuming videos in that in that space as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, although mm -hmm. tons of photographers watch YouTube videos all the time, but like you're you're that self-selecting group is going to say that the A7 IV needs to be things that it maybe isn't the best thing for it to be from Sony's perspective. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, now with that narrative, what is Sony to do with the A7 IV? Like there isn't a good option for them. There is basically just make it a little bit better than the R3 or not the R3, sorry, than the A7 III and people be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Cannibalize, you know, three different cameras in the system like you know they're either going to be infringing a little bit on the a1 the r3 or the um 
The S3. S3. The S3. Yep. Well, I see the cameras in big danger would be the A7C, the S3, and the R3. All, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think the A1, because it has the high frame rate and the backed sensor and 50 megapixels. Like, honestly, I feel like in order for the A7 IV to do some of the things that they're wanting, as we've, we've said before, mm-hmm. is to just release it early next year. Just mm-hmm. really yep. push it back a chunk of time. Because if it comes out now... And I almost wonder if that that is what's going on, is whether they're trying to get people to go ahead if they're wanting to upgrade. Well, the A7R3, that's a pretty significant upgrade to an A7 III if you're a still shooter. If you're a, if you're a video shooter... Well, you don't really lose anything. You don't lose anything except that it's higher quality. The, the full-frame video is lower quality. It is, yes. In the R3. Yeah. And, and the A7III's autofocus is a little bit better. Than the mm, R3s. Yeah. It has the A9 originals autofocus and the R3 does not. Mm. So well, that's the whole reason I even said that um like it'd be cannibalizing the A1 possibly is because the like the A7 III cannibalized the A9 II. Boy did it ever three, mm. but, I mean, yeah. Well so. the R3 hurt the A9 mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and just Sony well, seems and, like they're trying to compose a system that doesn't cannibalize as much. They definitely and are. They're, they're in a much better place in that regard than they were when the A7S3, the A7 III came out. Because I remember we, it was probably on the other podcast. Yeah, but, exposure compensation. Um, but we talked, that was a huge talking segment was like, wow, like why would you buy all of these cameras Sony has because the Sony A7 III came out and you know, from a business perspective, Sony may be looking at like the a7 III is this necessary evil kind of like they needed a camera that would blow people's minds mm-hmm. to kind of establish themselves. Because just months later, Canon and Nikon and Panasonic announced yep. new mounts just months after it was yep. released. So Sony needed to create a legend camera with the a7 III because... They needed to have everyone. They needed to have a camera everyone could compare those new cameras to, and yeah. be like, "This is a this is great. This is even better than those cameras were." Right. Were no, it was in in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You're right. I think that Sony may look at it as as the A7 III as being a necessary evil, but now it's kind of an unnecessary evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like for them. When people still buy the A7 III all the time, they do. Like a lot of people, yeah. they're not really thinking about it being old because all of the content out there about it is about how amazing it is. Right. Uh, so if you're and not really paying people. that close attention, you know. And uh, if you're not looking at the date that it came out, it still is Sony's, one of the more relevant cameras Sony's come out with. Like, you know, if you're a pro enthusiast or an enthusiast or, you know, somewhere in that realm, you're not going to buy the A1. I mean, it's no. just going to be Mm-mm. out of reach. And what's the next camera you're going to go to? The R4 is a little too specialized. The R3 looks outdated because there's an R4. And mm. then the A7 III is just sitting there on a, you know, silver platter. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there were like three A7 III's at Best Buy the other day when we went in there. There were, yeah. Like there was A7 III's out on the table and like one A7 IV. So... A7R4. A7R4. Yeah. Yeah, they they had an A7 IV just sitting yeah, on the they counter. Yeah, it was crazy. It was Best cool. Buy. It was so weird. Uh, the, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's it's going to be interesting. See what this means. But Well, yeah. what do you think about, like, this becoming a new trend? Like, with other camera companies and, 
and just in general, whether you do little updates, like, like I said, kind of like firmware updates to hardware. What gets tricky is, is that your existing user base gets a little alienated by that, right? Oh, I feel like absolutely. Because, like, let's say yeah. that, that Canon announces like this fall an, an uh, R5 with a heat sink in it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, in a lot of ways, that sounds great. But in a lot of ways, that's just going to make people mad, right? Yeah, like, what do I yeah, do? Because they- the value on the R5 that you own, right? like, you're taking money away from your customers in two ways. You're depreciating what they own. Right. And you're saying you need to buy this upgrade that's more expensive than what your camera's already worth. It's kind of like a, a one-two punch because I think some people don't sell to upgrade, but I think most people, this the camera selling is an integral part of the upgrade. That's exactly right, yeah. Um, because you invest in your camera. Well, and then that, I mean, that did just happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, okay, by summer when there's A7R 4As, mm-hmm. man, the, the names on some of this stuff, the A7R 4A, right. um, mm-hmm. when there are those out on the market, like it used A7R4 B or old. <laughs> because it's just or, yeah. original. Original. OG. Like it, it's lost a chunk of value, a chunk. Mm-hmm. And like if I were, if like if I were in Sony right now, I would be like, what do I, like I want to, I probably want the new screen both for usability, but also because mm-hmm. my camera just lost a bunch of value and I better try to you know, sell it re- before, the, sell every, it before guy every guy realizes that. Yeah, and it's just, I think that it's also going to be a little bit of a nightmare for listing on, like, listing these cameras on B&H and stuff. We touched on that at the beginning. Right. like, what does B&H do? Do they have two listings? Let's but the official see. name of the camera is not different. Well, you know? and, like, this isn't, like, is a, a camera launch. Like, there's no homepage on B&H about the new A7R-A. Um, but I'm curious... Well, and it appears, while Kemper's looking that up, that they sent the camera to no one. Like, no one got these cameras. And I think that's interesting. It's like a weird sort of, like, we don't want you to make a video about this. Like, it's literally Sony saying that. So they just have Sony a7R4 listed. Does Um, it have the A on the end of the product number? The product number is ILCE 7RM4 slash B. What's slash B? B. So the and old ones are B. Just like I just said, just off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> That's mean, hilarious. Wow. That makes sense. This is a nightmare for, you know, now that there's, I just can't keep any of them straight. I'm going to make so many mistakes just saying the name. Right. Well, and, th- and, and that's another thing is that it's just making some, a whole thing that's inaccessible. So all something that's happening in the camera industry right now is that, you know, we're talking about how it's like an enthusiast pro market, right? Like the, Mm -hmm. the entry level and average Joe's, the cameras are like, are they're becoming more and more inaccessible and it's stuff like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, like this is what we do. Like we, we, we do camera stuff. I use, we use our cameras most every day for some project, mm-hmm. right? And like we're professional photographers and videographers and it's getting to a point where it's almost hard for us to keep on track of like, oh, mm-hmm. is this the, the A7R 4B or... Well, the only a- way you're going to be able to tell in the future surfing eBay posts or like 
somebody listing it on eBay, I guess, is if you see no Sony logo on the back LCD screen from the right. back of the camera. I mean, yeah. kudos to Sony for including that, but that's not obvious. Like you have to know that they did that to know well, that's a difference. Are they just replacing it? Like on B&H, is it going to literally just be like, now when you go and buy an A7R 3 or an R4, you're just buying the new one? At some point, but... Or like, you, like, I mean, but if you go on right now or like when they release it officially and it's on the market and you go to B&H and you buy the A7R3, are you going, to, are you gambling on whether or not you're going to get the new one or the old one? Or are you kind of like, because if they still have some in stock, are they actually going to even, you know, make the difference? So it doesn't seem like my instinct is, is that yes, that like if you in the next six months, six to nine months. If you purchase an A7R4 brand new off of B&H, you are gambling a little bit. I bet by by the middle of the fall, it will be pretty much just the new stock. But like, if I'm B&H, like I don't want to, uh, I don't want to risk like have having worthless A7R4 stock. So I'm just gonna keep it as buried as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can see that on here with the slash B. My guess is is that at some point that item number is just going to switch to a instead of slash B. But the weird thing is, is, is then you're in this weird game of like waiting to see where you can find the item number to be different. And like Kemper said, that's an accessibility thing. That's just, it's just making the minutia and complexness of photography. Just, uh, just another level. Mm -hmm. Like, well, and it's so, scammy too like on top of that it is a little scammy honestly yeah like well, at least it is going to allow for people to scam people pretty easily well um, and then there's going to be a poor schlep who posts his a7ra mm-hmm. on ebay and someone thinks it's fake because it doesn't have the sony logo that is very true and you know or like why did you photoshop the sony logo the out goes and buys the B camera because they think like, oh, this must be the real one because it has the Sony logo and you're like... Right. Very strange. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't see this becoming a trend because I think that there we, we can even just see a lot of the issues popping up now. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Um, I think they should have just put an A on the on the camera. I think they should have just, just done a full update. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what they should have done. Um, but maybe there's there's probably a myriad of reasons why not. Well, and it could literally be something as dumb as like we're trying to, you know, Sony is trying to produce these LCDs for whatever project that they're working on. And this LCD makes their profit margin better and looks better is literally higher resolution. Right. So they may just be like, well, well we have to make this new LCD. We're stuck doing this. And um because Sony makes their cameras for a really long time. Like the, it wasn't that long ago. They actually stopped making the a seven original, right? It wasn't that long ago. So it's just like, I think that it it smells like a, it's just, it's very weird. And, and I don't think we know what it means, but it's Sony's doing something anyway, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's action, but if like if how I understand or how we've been discussing it is how it is, I wish Sony literally would have just been like, "Hey, everybody, we are going to add these things to these cameras in the new lineup." 
like there will be we're updating our LCD screen and we're updating, you know, the USB C or USB whatever. Yeah. And just been like it you know, it's not an upgrade. It's just we decided that we want these cameras to stay in our lineup and we're just gonna add the new stuff to it so you're not getting outdated technology in a camera that mm-hmm. we're still selling in a modern time. Like that's all they should have done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel and like that would have like, made I, more sense, yeah. Well, or just update yeah. their entire lineup. Like, I don't know. Like, the A1 should be getting this, too, I feel like. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, maybe there's well, a there's a good reason for it. But, like, if I well, if I was an A1 owner, I would be a little frustrated right now because I'm like, I just spent $6,500 at 7000 after tax mm-hmm. on this best of the best of the best camera. And then you go yep. and put a better LCD on these lower level cameras and leave me with this, this one. I mean, like I would be a little frustrated. I would be. Mm-hmm. Well, and well, the A7S three owners are out of luck too. And they own a camera oh. that's the same level as the A7R four. Yeah. So also keep in mind what's stopping them in even like six months or something from doing the same exact thing, like literally just changing the, the, you know, cameras that just came out adding the screen, adding, you know, small little things that they should have had from the beginning, to be quite frank. And, you know, just basically continuing the same trend they're doing right now. I feel like there's, I feel like they're aware that they're going to get some amount of backlash or just weirded outness from people. Right. I mean, the other camera media, the ones that are following it, like, I feel like the big channels are just avoiding it because it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, wow. these, the smaller channels like us who are, are commenting on it, they're, they have the same opinion as us. They're like, wait, what is this? This is so no, weird. Don't, don't understand. Don't understand. But and it, maybe it'll all make sense when the A7R5 comes out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Brandon's bank account is drained because it's $4,500. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to cover on today's show? Or have we gone enough into the weeds for everybody out there? I mean, I feel like it's a very targeted show, you know? It's, it's just, a targeted yeah. targeted photo news. And this was the photo news this week. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so. maybe uh, maybe next week we'll... Well, it looks like we're going to get some good stuff. And then, oh, um, one little side note. We talked about the Z9 last week. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of said, like, oh, we think it'll be announced in June, July, and then start shipping in the fall. Mm-hmm. Well, interestingly enough, the the battery, the new battery for that has been registered, mm. which generally um, on Nikon cameras means that within three months or so, the camera is announced and released. So there's a chance. Now, obviously, post-COVID, anything goes. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a chance we actually do see that Z9 by summer. Mm-hmm. So like well, by like mid to late June. Um, Sorry, doesn't Sony also have a cam- camera registered too? That should theoretically be coming out this year sometime. Nikon's, Nikon has officially said they have several bodies, quote unquote, several bodies coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what that means. Um, and were you asking about Sony's camera registered, Brandon? Yeah, because I know that there's at least one registered for so Sony. So I think that what there's a chance that this 
is like the A cameras. One of the A cameras was that registration. Yep. But it's hard to know okay. whether these cameras need a different one or if part of the reason for not changing the badge on the camera was just so that they could keep the same one. Like, who yeah, knows? who knows? Who knows? But, um, there, I guess there's a chance another Sony camera could be coming out. Um, and we know that there's a Canon camera coming out and we know that Nikon's got stuff coming. I mean, so we'll Z9's have a, we'll coming, have a lot of, so. of really good news, hopefully yeah. soon. All right. Or more convoluted. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> if you enjoyed this video, you made it. Subscribe. If you made it, if you made it this far, why aren't you subscribing right honestly. now? You are pounding yeah. that subscribe button right now because you love stupid detail on cameras as much as we do. Indeed. And you will love this channel. Also, if you own a, if give this video, a like if you own a Sony camera, comment down below if you own any other camera that's not sony and you yeah. listen to this whole thing yep um, yeah if you listen to if you own something that's not sony and you listen to this whole thing all right all right well, all right tell us why you're switching to sony then yeah exactly exactly how soon are you switching to sony t minus yeah five minutes dude all right well thanks so much for listening we really appreciate um our uh, subscribers and listeners, and uh, we'll see you on the next adventure. Indeed. Bye. Bye. Bye.